Hey everybody, Mike DiCepoli, Heritage Financial Advisory Group. Hope you all having a great week. Today is Tuesday, March 15, 2022. Thanks for joining us for the Heritage Market Update for this week. A lot to talk about, so let's get right to it. We had an important report this morning, the Producer Price Index, referred to as the PPI. It's one of the two primary indicators that the Federal Reserve and Board of Governors looks at for inflationary trends, right? So last Thursday, we got the CPI, which is running about 8% year over year, right? Well above the long run average of 2%. And today we got the PPI, Producer Price Index, which gives us an ideal on wholesale inflation, right? The inflation that's affecting wholesale inventories. We did see PPI climb 0.8% month, month over month. Uh, but the silver lining here, for the first time in the last 12 months, we saw one of these reports, the, albeit either the CPI or PPI, we saw it come in below economists' expectations, right? So that's a very important sign. Hopefully this is the beginning of an inflection down with inflationary trends on some of these wholesale inventories. Now we do know we expect the CPI to creep up higher again next month because a lot of the um, inflation and supply issues in, in and around the energy markets will flow through to the CPI. But that does not read through in the PPI, so it's a good sign here. Uh, we saw the uh, results from this survey come in below expectations. Again, one month doesn't make a trend, but one month can start a trend. So it's important to keep an eye on that. Uh, and right along with that, markets rallied today. Uh, looking at the final close on the market, we were up across the board. Uh, let me just get the final statistics here. Dow Jones up 600 points today. We saw the NASDAQ up 367 points and the S&P up about 90 points, right? So the volatility continues. Big move lower yesterday, big move higher today. Looking ahead to that Federal Reserve meeting tomorrow where it's widely expected that they will raise the benchmark interest rate by 0.25%. So before we get to that, let's take a look at our heat map for the day. A very nice day. Like to see more days like this. A lot of green on the screen. A very broad base rally, right? We're seeing all the different sectors and areas of the markets, except for one, rallying today. Now, what is that one sector? I want to talk about that for a moment. Obviously, you can see it on your screen. With everything higher today, we saw the energy sector move lower, right? A lot of red over here contained to this one sector in the market. And the reason I want to point this out, because again, one day doesn't make a trend, but it's a very important pattern shift that may be underway here. And let's highlight that now. So this is the one day performance, right? This is how markets perform today. And I want you to take a look at markets when I switch it to the year to date performance, right? A mirror opposite, right? 180 degree difference where we're seeing the broad market down and look who's been leading the way this year, the energy markets, right? Because commodities, we've seen higher inflation in commodities the flight towards commodities. People have been selling growth, selling tax, selling value, really selling anything across the stock market except for commodities. So again, when you look at it, it's only a day. A day doesn't make a trend, but a day can start a trend. And when we go from the year to date to the one day, right, a stark difference. So oil's down about 30% in the last three days. Some signs, at least in the short term, that some of the oil markets may be topping out. Uh, people kind of putting or reading through the tea leaves here, suggesting maybe oil markets are topping out because they're foreseeing a peace deal uh, between Ukraine and Russia. Who knows? That remains to be seen. But these are the types of uh, trends that we want to see continue where oil and commodities continue to back off and the rest of the market around it starts to firm up. So let's talk about some other things that, that we think are very important to the backdrop of this market. We've spent a lot of time recently on charts. So today I want to take more just of a macro 
view, a macro look at what we're dealing with. <clears throat> and this really hasn't been a lot of talk about this, right? Because we're so distracted with other things. But folks, we're in a midterm election year. And there's a lot of trends that tend to show prevalence in midterm election years. And this is one that we wanted to point out. Because right now we're in the middle of a pullback, a correction, whatever you want to call it. It's basically a euphemism for markets falling quick and fast. But nonetheless, it's actually a lot more normal, particularly in midterm years than we may think. We all think right now the causes for our market pullbacks are inflation, or war, you name it. That's what people are pointing to as the reason this market is pulled back. Uh, but if we look at midterm election years, we tend to see pullbacks in the early parts of midterm election years, followed by strong rallies for the remainder of the year. And when we look at the average and the median pullback for a midterm election year, it's about 17%, which is give or take right about where we are right now with these markets, right? So go figure, you know, pullbacks in midterm years average 16 to 17%. Our markets have pulled back 16 to 17%. But more importantly, and let me just move my uh, self out of the way here so you can see this. More importantly, look at the S&P 500 index returns a year later. Overwhelmingly positive, averaging 33% for the duration of the data set that we have here on the screen. So again, history doesn't necessarily repeat itself, but it tends to rhyme. We like to bet on repeating patterns. That's what gets us paid in investment markets. And this is a pattern that supports that while what we're going through certainly stinks, it is not abnormal, especially not for an election year. Let's take a look at some more data points that we think are important, right? The Fed is widely expected to embark on a rate hiking cycle tomorrow. Let's see how long that rate hiking cycle lasts. We are in a different camp as far as many mainstream economists that think rates are going to go higher six, seven, or eight times. Uh, we think it'll be far less, but we are in agreement that the Fed will raise tomorrow and they will do by 0.25%. So again, we're coming from a 0.0, .0 benchmark rate going to 0.25. This is not a very big increase, still very accommodative for markets, but let's look at how stocks tend to do during periods of Fed hiking. And the reality is, excuse me, Fed uh, stocks tend to do just fine when the Fed hikes rates. We're seeing uh, on average when rates hiking cycles commence, we see stocks higher 73% of the time over the next year with some very good returns mixed in there. So rate hikes are not bad for stocks. We've been saying it for months, maybe even for years here. A lot of people are really confused because the medium narrative that's spun around this is telling us that as rates go up, stocks go down, but history does not suggest that. And we will see where this goes, but we think this will play out very similarly to sequence uh, rate hiking sequences as they have in the past. And if you look at our most recent one from 2015 through 2018, uh, we saw the market do just fine in the face of that. And that was eight rate hikes consecutively over that period of time. By the time they got to the ninth one, it was time to cool it off and backtrack. So we'll see where this goes, but we are not concerned about the rate hike tomorrow. We expect it, let's get it over with. We've been talking about it for six months and we think the market will be relieved to get past that particular hurdle. Uh, let's take a look at something else that's been coming up in a lot of conversations. Right, this graph's a little small. Hopefully you can see it. We've had a lot of questions from you folks about what are the impact on the sanctions on Russia, the economic fallout, and is this something that we should be concerned about here at home? And what we're showing here is how, and when you look at total U.S. imports, how much, what percentage of those imports are Russian-based? And basically, folks, it's about 1%, right? 1% of all of our imports come from Russia, a very small number, something we can very easily work around and find different or additional sourcing for those goods and products. 
We're not concerned about it. So what this tells us is the sanctions that are being put on Russia will likely hurt other parts of the world a lot more than it'll hurt the United States, uh, countries and, and corresponding areas around Russia that get a lot of goods and services and commodities from Russia, uh, much higher than just 1% of total imports. So let's take a look at how investors are feeling, right? Still, still terrified. Investors are still in the extreme fear category. Investors are scared. It's really hard to blame them. With the extreme volatility we've seen in the markets where markets have moved by greater than one and a half percent per day almost every day for the last three weeks folks so these are big moves we uh, we understand it you know sometimes they come out of nowhere and they tend to catch investors off guard they come in clusters just like volatility always does but eventually this volatility will work its way flush itself out of the system and normalcy will return yet again it may not feel like it but normalcy will return yet again and when we look at investor sentiment, it is a very contrarian signal. So what we do not want to see is investors up in the extreme greed category, thinking that no wrong can happen, that stocks can do nothing wrong but go up. Obviously, those are the types of environments when we're at the most risk. And environments like this where everybody is terrified and nobody wants to do anything, buy anything, or invest anything anymore, these are contrarian setups that suggest that a big rally could form itself and do so very quickly. Let's take it a step further, just looking at another chart. Let me see if I can make this a little bit bigger here. Looking at another graph here. Folks, stocks, particularly the NASDAQ, are more oversold, almost most oversold in the history of tracking this index. We are oversold on a level right now that parallels the financial crisis of 2008. And again, the world has problems. The world will always have problems. But having been in this business for a long time, seeing different economic backdrops, what we are going through today is nothing like what we went through in the financial crisis of 2008, where the entire housing market was imploding, right? The housing market is exceptionally strong today. Buyers in those houses are very well qualified. So the foundation of this economy is very strong. And yet here we are, we're seeing levels of fear, pessimism, and oversold readings that are rivaling 2008. So we bring this to you to say, look, just because stocks are oversold doesn't mean they can't go down anymore. But using history as a guide and using data as a guide, if you had been a buyer into these previous oversold readings in the past, they turned out to be fantastic buys and you made a lot of money doing so. So we think this time will be no different. We think we're getting very close. The market's going to clear some major hurdles this week, starting with that Fed meeting tomorrow, that press conference at 2.30 p.m., where they will tell us exactly what we're expecting to hear. Federal Reserve rate increase 0.25%. Um, and we think the market will be glad to get over uh, you know, that particular hurdle. So again, folks, remember, corrections are tough. We know they're tough. Corrections really have two primary goals, right? Number one is to wear you out, and number two is to scare you out, right? And we will not allow that to happen. We have our focus on high-quality investments. We're buying the dip. We're adding to some of our longer-term core positions, and we will play this correction like we have many in the past. We're using it as an opportunity. We're sticking to the game plan. We're stripping emotion out of the process. And we think investors will be rewarded yet again for having the resolve to ride through some of these tough times. So if you have any questions, reach out to us. You know we're here for you. We love chatting with you. I've had a lot of great conversations with folks over the last couple of weeks. We know you get it. We know that you're in for it. You're hanging on. You're, you're along on the ride with us. And we will get you through to the other side safely. So Reach out to us. We'll be back on Friday for the Heritage Market Pulse, and we will see you then.